We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. And Lightyear's Premium listeners, welcome back. You know, um, the Warriors season is probably not going as well as we all envisioned uh, in October, but uh, but lo and behold, another Bay Area team decided to be good this year. Uh, so we had to get on our friend from uh, Striking Gold, Blue Wire CEO, Kevin, Kevin Jones, to give us a little Super Bowl preview. KJ, what's going on? My guys, yeah. Um absolutely unbelievable we're having this conversation the 49ers are in the super bowl i'll be heading down to miami wednesday Ooh. Um, we have a, a brunch with the players impact that's led by mark marcus colston former saints receiver blue wires partnering with his kind of uh, investment awesome. firm and just doing an event with them and then friday we'll be at the bloomberg power players summit so Trying to make moves, fellas. Going to have a couple of cool combos down there. And, of course, I'll be podcasting, too, all week about the Niners. I heard uh, I heard there's a 10-hour Diplo set playing the <laughs> a few days before the Super Bowl. Are you <laughs> – sources confirm you got a few tables. You'll be with Gronk, Pe- KJ? People, people are just paying for premium to hear about Andy's drinking stories. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, we're, we're um, super light budget. I'm staying in an Airbnb <laughs> very far away. Uh, Going to be planning on – being out of the house all day on the move. Yeah. So no, we got invited to a couple parties at night, man, but I no Diplo. I can't tell you too much about Diplo. I'm not going to lie. I do like, uh, 
electronic music. I don't know like the artists I like though. It's just like something I like having on in the background. You know I love what? You <laughs> he calls know? it electronic music. That's that's what I'm like. All right. That's cool. EDM yeah. man, EDM. My yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, KJ, were you covering the Super Bowl when um, uh, was it? Was it 2016 that it was at um, Levi's? No, I got hired right after that. So that was Dieter at ah. right before me. Yeah, okay, so I, I missed that. Yeah, so I. I know it's madness. I remember seeing the pictures here and like, I'm not going to all the kind of kiddie events around the, the stadium, but it's, it's cool. Um, I think Miami is going to be the perfect venue. I think like this matchup, the whole country is literally excited to watch the game. These teams match up really well against each other. So before we get into the matchup, I want to start with this. Um, in the preseason, I think I told Andy, I thought the Niners would win nine to 10 games. I thought they'd be good, but I was hedging. I didn't want to be the guy who was like 12 wins, you know, 11 wins. Where did you guys have the Niners in the preseason? I had eight, Nate. I did not think the defense was going to be this good at all. I thought teams were going to attack Akilla Weatherspoon, and, like, he really had a strong first half of the season. You probably didn't think the D-line was going to be the best in the league. Yeah, and Jimmy Ward played really well. Like the pieces really did gel together defensively a lot better than anyone expected. I I thought they were going to miss the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. I thought the Rams and Seahawks were going to be the two, and I just thought the NFC was just too competitive. It was Jimmy G's first year. There's no way that they were, like, uh, yeah, they they could have snuck in the wild card. But for them to win the division now, get to the Super Bowl, it should, yeah, exceeded everyone's expectations. I just kind of had no idea that Kyle Shanahan. I mean, a lot of it's the defense. But I just had no idea Kyle Shanahan was this smart. It's not like I'm. A, it's not like I was a Falcons fan, right, or or any other places that he coached. And kind of looking at it, and the guy, the guy probably, you know, you talk about wins above replacement. I mean, you throw a replacement level coach in there in place of Shanahan, how many games do the Niners win this season? Yeah, if Gruden's like, the coach, what do they win? Is he average? Like, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's good. Six I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Six and ten is a little extreme. I don't think Kyle's <laughs> seven wins. Or if he is, give him give him three times the money. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. But um, maybe ten and six. Yeah. So I think I think Kyle's the most valuable play, or not player person in the NFC. Like we'll still give Belichick or right. you, you still give him that kiss the rings over there. But what quarterback is more important than him right now in the NFC? Not Rodgers. Maybe Russell Wilson. You could argue those are the two most yeah, important it, pieces. It's like Russell, yeah. and if you want to throw it in there, Mahomes too. Yeah, Mahomes for the AFC and like Lamar Jackson, but not really because the playoff thing yet. But the, there's like maybe there's a GM you could throw in there that's really good that's escaping my mind right now. But it feels like Kyle is one of the most valuable pieces in the entire league. It's like it's – yeah, and it's like not – they could have won those two games in the playoffs with Nick Mullins. Not to say that they wouldn't have gone thirteen and three though with Nick Mullins, but it's like, it's like, man, like the guy can just scheme up a win, which is kind of a kind of a huge thing in the NFL where you only have sixteen games. You can scheme up scheme up two or three wins. That's the difference between eight and eight and ten and six in like a playoff. And I feel like, like Andy, Andy, you probably feel like me because we're we're so NBA dominant that like everything's related to talent that it's it's jarring to watch like. Like Steve Kerr is an elite coach. Steve Kerr can't turn Glenn Robinson and Alex Burks into a you know uh, a, a above five hundred team. And that's what Kyle likes doing. He's like, hey, we can draft Bosa number two overall. Not going to take a quarterback. I mean, the Hoyer thing was a bad decision by him, but he's like, 
you know, that's the strength of the 49ers. They don't have to have these high-priced offensive players because they can draft George Kittle in the fifth round. He's now the best tight end in the last 10 years. Um, you know, more of these weapons are going to happen. He's made his draft mistakes, too. Like, it's, Kyle's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But, listen, his offense works. Sean McVay wrote it to the Super Bowl last year. Look at Matt LaFleur and the Packers this year. His system of football is going to continue to spread. They're eventually going to lose coaches off the staff. Things are going to happen. This roster is not going to look the same. But this is a very solid core in place. And I, the thing about Kyle, he's been doing this for so long. He's been calling plays since 2008. He can go against Mike Pettin. He knows what to run. He can go against the Chiefs defense. He knows pretty much what to run. Now can everything execute and the game conditions change? They're going to go in with a game plan that they think can score 35 points against this defense. What, 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 so what do you think? What, what, what do you think they start with this game? Do you think they go with like a pass-first kind of thing? Because Chiefs' run defense isn't good, right? Yeah, I would go out like it was New Orleans, that game where they came out quick hitting. They also did really quick hitting against Minnesota that first drive. It was like boom, boom, boom. I, mm-hmm. I would do that passing first to set up the run probably. I would get Jimmy G confident. I wouldn't rely on the run the whole part of the game and now there's this tense feeling about jimmy g like i would i want to get which is jimmy which g. is which is pretty funny because um i i still feel like i've never seen a game like the nfc championship because anytime i've seen a team who just relies on the run it's because they can't throw the ball and but but that game was like wait seriously you you're just gonna give us eight yards every run and like you're <laughs> never gonna adjust like okay we'll just do it every play no and, that, and yeah that's kyle he's really greedy like that when I think he could have like, like shifted a little bit of that to Jimmy and like given him a touchdown and like kind of killed this narrative. But now it's a narrative this week. People like Nick Wright, people that the media matters, they're gonna get into you know the heads of uh, it. Sure. Just happens, and Jimmy's gonna have to answer these questions. But I think that's like the one weakness of Kyle is like sometimes he does get fixated on how he wants to do it and maybe doesn't think about the impact of like. Um, winning in that style, so I think he could have like mitigate, mitigated this a little bit. But again, could have got, Jim, to get to got Jimmy Bowl, sixteen like, passes just for the sake of it. Yeah, right. Like he's like, I'm not sacrificing my belief systems because of Nick Wright too. But it's like it, it does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It like it does cause I think, like Andy and I think about this every day with Nick Wright. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's 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 interesting because I I think the Chiefs. And Andy Reid can come out with a much stronger game plan than the Packers and Vikings. I don't think this is uh, uh, the 49ers are not going to blow out the Chiefs. So it would be very surprising if that happened. I I think Emmanuel Mosley is going to be in some trouble this game, and same with Jimmy Ward. They're going to apply a lot of pressure that side of the field. Put Richard Sherman on the island. Take everything away. Do trips left. Uh, you know, go to that side a lot. Andy Reid's going to come up with a plan to to put pressure, and then Mahomes does have the Russell Wilson like capabilities of of extending. I'm gonna hey, I'm I, gonna be just stressed out. I I said it. he looks hurt still. He still does not look fully healthy, even though on that 30 yard scramble it was just amazing how he kept his feet in bounds and he evaded all. He was slow run. though, right? Yeah, he he doesn't feel fully. It, healthy. it was a methodical run. It wasn't an yeah. explosive athletic run for sure. Um, I. I don't know how they're going to defend him. And I think um, they've had trouble defending some tight ends when the Saints went up on them early. They were throwing to the tight end. Um, the Seahawks on Monday Night Football, their tight end had a couple of touchdowns. So I think Kelsey will and get blew, going. And, and blew the game winner. But um. <laughs> True. Um, I, I but think, he's not Kelsey. So. 
True. So it's just, it, it, I think the, the Andy Reid has a lot of options right now. And the, this is going to be 37, 34. And it's really a coin flip in my eyes. So let me well, ask t- you. Or, sorry, Andy. I'm no, go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, I was going to say, one, you're, you're, telling every, you're telling the light years degenerates to bang the over at 44 and a half. I can't believe the. I can't it's believe the. Low. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, the the defenses are kind of good, but I, I would say the offenses. Are, I mean, that's uh, a that's a quintessential twenty eight twenty seven game, which I just have a hard time. I'm with you. I have a hard time seeing it being less. There than could that. be nerves. It's first time Super Bowl for everyone. Kyle as a head coach. I mean, uh, Mahomes, Jimmy G, the cameras flashing. Like, and I so do I think, think maybe we, that's what Vegas is thinking. Like the first quarter could be zero zero or like seven nothing or three zero, but I. <laughs> Right. Eventually, someone's going to make big plays, and or you know the 49ers are going to be down fourteen and having to throw all over the field. And Kyle obviously has a bag of tricks he's bringing out this week. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see George Kittle make a throw or Debo throwing. <laughs> there's going there, there's going to be some trick plays this week coming out. Surprise onside kicks. So, you have two very aggressive coaches. Both love going for it on fourth down. I, I just. I, I see this trending in the 60s or 70s for combined score. I'm with you. My, my question, which I meant to get to, but I got distracted by the line, was um, I kind of feel like Kyle probably has to call more run plays, though, because I don't think he wants to get into a shootout, right? Like, it, I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at it from the standpoint of the Niners are the more complete team, but KC's more explosive because – I mean, Terry Kill, Mahomes, Kelsey. Like, I don't need to run down the names. They're they're a team that can score on three plays every drive. Like, doesn't it exactly. make, se- doesn't exactly. it make sense for the Niners to try to do like ten to fifteen play drives over and over again for a little bit? But they're going to get stopped on a field goal, and then they're yeah, short. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the Chiefs have one up you. It's basically them hitting a three and you hitting a two. Like they're they're able to to get things faster. Right. Because they're going for home runs, they're they're trying to hit home runs, and I, I think that's almost playing to lose. So I think there needs to be reliance on Jimmy G. There needs to be reliance on big plays this game. Come out being the aggressor, um, they can win that way. They've showed they can win that way. So I agree with you. Like common wisdom would say, they should come out and like play their style of football. But if you settle for field goals, you're going to lose, or then you're going to have to hit the panic and like start going shotgun four wide receivers. There's got to be a mix to me. I believe Kyle is thinking the same thing. I don't know. Like he could come out there and run the shit out of him too. I, he knows the blocking schemes. Chris Jones is a big factor. They're saying he's playing and healthy. He's like, I think he missed most of the AFC championship right. game. He's a huge piece to their defense. Frank Clark. This is not um, the easiest D line to go against either. So uh, Frank, I'm thinking. I'm, think, I'm thinking sure 35 enough. passes from Jimmy. I'm, I'm truly thinking 35 passes. So you're thinking more. Those. You're thinking more Saints game than anything. Yeah, this is going to be Saints game then, if that's the case. Yeah, I think so. Or or potentially it, it could be the the Seahawks part two. Uh, you know, the, the week 17 or it could be. Because um, I, I I lean towards the Chiefs. Gaining control with big plays early and Kyle being like, we've got big plays too. We've got to match this. And our defense has got to make big plays back. Well, to me, I feel like the way, the only way um, that the that the Niners are stopping that offense is, I, I think of Tom Brady and Randy Moss. And I think of kind of the New York Giants and their D-line. Sam kind of started the, the pod by saying the, the Niners have the best D-line in the league. That D-line might have been the best in like, I don't know how long, right? So I think they might, like that might be the way where it's just, D Ford's gonna have to get a couple sacks. Boza's gonna have to have a couple. Yeah. 
the last six teams to enter the Super Bowl with 57 sacks combined have won the Super Bowl. Um, so, I mean, the pass rush is really what got them here. I, I, I truly believe that Kyle was going to have his offense being good and that the defense was going to let him down. But as long as they can, I think 31 points, if they can hold the Chiefs to 31, I think oh, boy. 34. But can, can they hold up back deep? I really do. I, I'm a little concerned. As much as I love Jimmy Ward and Richard Sherman's been phenomenal, I'm a I'm an Emmanuel Mosley stand. I stand for him on Twitter. I'm I'm worried about the secondary. Again, the the, the pass rush will uh, help there. And again, I've I've been worried about these guys all year, and they've proven me wrong too. So I mean, they've they've risen up before. Uh, this is a different animal than Aaron Rodgers. This is a different animal than Kirk Cousins. This is basically the Saints. I, I, I truly believe that's what the game is going to mirror. So there was a stat in The Athletic um, which said uh, when the Niners played Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray, so very mobile quarterbacks, their QBR was 71. Against everyone else, it was 28. Um, so you mentioned you still think Mahomes is kind of nursing something. He's not as mobile as we're used to. But, like, there's a statistical trend. Quarterbacks who can extend the play can get stuff against the Niners because defenses aren't really designed to hold for four to five seconds. And ones who are sitting ducks, I mean, it's just over. Um, so I, I guess how do they defend Mahomes then? What, what do you do if you're the Niners? You're going to be in dime package a lot because they're in shotgun four wide receivers so often. The last two matchups, the Vikings and Packers love two tight end sets, love play action, just like Kyle. So it's you're you're going to have um, DJ Reed is going to be on the field more. Kwan Williams is going to be a huge player in the next game. There's going to be a lot of action in the slot. Obviously, Tyreek Hill. Um, Richard Sherman can get tested deep. I, I would expect deep throws early. Uh, you saw the Packers really connect on that late. That was kind of dumb by Green Bay. They should have been going deep a lot more. I think the 49ers are more vulnerable there than people have tested them this year. So I, I, I'm expecting that. Um, you know, Other than that, defensively, they're so good at generating pressure that they don't have to blitz. That's their biggest advantage. If they can win one-on-one matchups, they're going to move Bosa all across the line. Um, Buckner's going to have to be big. You felt everyone's presence. Armstead had a big sack in the playoffs. It's going to be a full team effort. D Ford, this is his former team. They got rid of him because they thought he was injury prone. This is a chance for him to prove like you got rid of the wrong guy. So I mean, he he couldn't have any more motivation on his plate right now. But I think the, the defense is in a good spot if they can generate pressure. I think they can hold him to four touchdowns and a field goal. But if they can't generate pressure, they're going to lose. It would be a, a for D Ford for a guy that kind of is linger had an injury pretty much from day one that he's been a Niner. You, that's why you kind of pay him the money though, like for these moments where he just he needs like just one strip sack fumble, right? Like, and that like that's really it. Like that's why they have him. Like they're good enough that where they can win without him most of the time. But to beat he's the a Chiefs, relief pitcher. He's yeah. like a really good like seventh or eighth inning guy. He's not even like the closer. I would call that like Bosa. He's just yeah. like. Like get us one like really good inning, strike out the side, like get like that. That's what the Niners will need, and they've gotten those plays from everyone all year long. Like Dre Greenlaw making that stop, um, you know, Quan Alexander's comeback. People have been making plays on defense all year. It really does feel like a feeling of destiny here. 
but you, the Chiefs haven't been to a Super Bowl in like 40 years 50, or something yeah. insane. Yeah. 50 years, like so. It's like, how is it not destiny for them either? It feels like so many like forces are are colliding together here. Yeah, I feel like the only surprising outcome would be if either team just boat races. Like if this game resembles the Green Bay game, I'll be shocked from either shocked. standpoint. Like I can't see either of these teams blowing out. The, the coaches are too good. The quarterbacks are not like Jimmy's not bad. And I mean, it would be the worst no, time really to ever shit the bed. Like that would be a reason for the team to like panic if he did that because there could be a potential Super Bowl hangover for next year. And I don't want to pretend like a Bill Simmons, like, oh, this fake <laughs> curse that, that I'm applying here. But like the Super Bowl hangover happened to the Rams this year. It happened to the Panthers after they lost the Super Bowl. Kind of happened to the Niners after they lost to the Ravens. Like that was the pinnacle they hit. I don't think that can happen to the Niners, but I think there's one like horrible negative outcome that could happen. It would be like 46-10 Chiefs. Jimmy G throws four picks. It's just like, oh, you know, it would it would be bad. It would be bad. People, you know, you'd have your positive people on Twitter being like, the season was great, but it but would you, you, it would, you'd it would open up the second you'd open up the second guessing. Like Jimmy has been really yeah. good this year, and there's no reason to not be positive about him going forward. But like a bad game in the Super Bowl. Just like Jared Goff can get everyone second guessing if he's the guy, second guessing every decision made around him too, right. and like other other decisions about to happen. Like we need to draft more receivers now. O line clearly we screwed. Clearly we screwed up. Um, yeah, my bad. Yeah, that would that would be a big one. But I think McVay kind of got destroyed. <laughs> that, that boy was rattled last year in the Super Bowl, um, and there's no there's no Bill Belichick this time. Yeah, no, there's yeah. no Bill Belichick. Like, I don't even know who the hell the defensive well, coordinator yeah, Andy, is. Andy Reid's, Andy Reid's going to get 25 points minimum on the board, but he's not going yeah, to. He's not going to design. Defense. He's not going to design a defense to like make you re-guess everything you do on offense. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you'd much rather go against um, uh, Andy Reid. By the way, the D coordinator is Steve Spagnolo. So it's your old Giants boy who had those defenses revved up in those Super Bowls, Andy. Ah, they were pretty good. They won a few Super Bowls, didn't they? It, it's amazing to see Eli get the greatest of all time treatment this week. I guess, he, yeah, I mean, you win. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He is. Yeah. He Andy, is. Andy's, Andy's out here pretending Brandon Bell was a good player because he helped win two. Right. Okay, first of all. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. it's, it's normal. It's normal to praise a dude who was on two championship teams in a big market. <laughs> Brandon Bell hit an 18th inning uh, homer off of KJ's Nationals. We'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> we'll never. I didn't even mean. I didn't even mean to tee that one up. But <laughs> that was a buzzkill. Oh, there's so many Washington D.C. sports moments that are terrible. I'm just shocked we beat the Astros in the World Series with yes. all the cheating going yeah, on. They like, cheated and they lost. Yeah, yeah. Literally, they knew every, they knew every pitch that Scherzer and uh, Strasburg were throwing, and they still couldn't hit it. Come on. Um, oh um, man, ba- baseballs could see some attendance uh, drops too. This is this is not good. Nobody watches baseball anyway. I think though. I think it's actually more interesting. I'm like I'm actually, True. Game, but but that might be because my A's are good and like I'm waiting for them to do something. So that there's probably some some personal bias there. Ooh, this might be the year for your A, Sam. There you go. Yeah, because so you guys are so good. Yeah, it's true. But like, you guys are so good to where it's like, but you're a wild card team because the Astros are. Hey, why the fuck are we talking about baseball? <laughs> um, well, we we have six months of this after the Super Bowl because God knows the Warriors are going to be interesting until the draft. 
to the uh kj got a question about (laughs) quan alexander um who i not not, i'm not a football x and o guys but i just i really haven't heard his name right you guys like i haven't really heard him kind of making a big player really doing anything the last few weeks and i just can't tell if like is he just not very good or is he just not messing up like i kind of don't know what's going on there yeah i mean i think defensively right now they just really limited the the game plans of the other team so much that he hasn't had to stand out. He's been marking tight ends more down the field from, you know, everything I rewatched. Um, I, I would look for the chiefs to target him, to be honest. Yeah. It looks like he might be a little bit of a vulnerable spot. Um, I think he's, you know, one of their best players on defense, but he's coming back from, from a torn peck. I think you do apply pressure to certain areas of the defense. You focus on him. Emmanuel Mosley doesn't have experience. Richard Sherman got beat deep last week. I would hit that button. So there's some soft spots in this defense. Um, and again, they weren't that great at stopping the run. So, you know, the Chiefs could come out running it a little bit more than we're thinking, too. Like, I could see a lot of um, draw plays out of the shotgun. The 49ers have not been good at defending that run. So um, yeah, I'm, like, confident the Chiefs are going to score 28 points. But is it going to be more than that? Because I, I think... You just kind of know you're going to get into that type of game with them. They were down 24 nothing against the Texans and totally demolished them. Like Even if you get up big early, you're going to have to keep scoring. And that's kind of probably the best part about them. Um, or For them, getting down that big and coming back calmly probably gave them more confidence than anything in the world. Like I, I was watching that game, and I'm like, oh, damn, the Chiefs are probably going to lose. And Houston looks amazing. And, like, it's hard not to think Houston's a good team because, you know, they are. And Deshaun's really good in his own right and just so many players. And they, they just so methodically destroyed him after that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think the 49ers, it'll be interesting with Raheem Mostert. How, how much do they try and force feed him? Will there, is uh, Tevin Coleman going to even be back? Brita has fumbled again, like... Um, so he, he, I don't know if he's going to see the field at all. That's, that's tough. Yeah. It's, it, it'll be interesting to see what Kyle does, but I, I think you can count on a Debo reverse. You can count on like George Kittle, some type of trick play involving him, getting him out in space where he's like wide open somehow. I think he scored one of those touchdowns earlier this year where he was literally, there was no one around him. You can guarantee one of those plays is going to be pulled out and, perhaps early on in the game to shake the Chiefs defense. Kyle has that play. He's run it so many times with the Browns, the Redskins. Like, it is literally his favorite thing that he's been saving. Like, maybe it won't be Kittle. It'll be Ross Dwelly or even, like, someone. <laughs> it'll be it'll be Ross Dwelly. And it'll be a wide – it'll be, like, a 65-yard touchdown. People say, how did that happen? Three touchdowns <laughs> for Ross Dwelly. Can Ross Dwelly run 65 yards? Um, I mean, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> at some point I, the other thing too that was that people have been bringing up is the the playbook and and the fact that really all they've done is just run running plays for two weeks and so now that Kyle Shanahan can unleash kind of the full playbook because there's it's the Super Bowl it'll be interesting to see if um you know if they can get maybe Nick Mullins in there or throw a pass maybe that'll be like a trick play that he's got drawn up like maybe Jimmy G will just not even start I don't know. It, like the game plan that Kyle Shanahan Andy, Andy got, just wants to talk trash when Jimmy has a good game more than anything. Like he's more invested in that than the, them winning at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Steph, man. If he scores 30, I'm good. Don't, I compare, don't, I kinda... don't compare him to Steph. This is what the <laughs> are. 
Um, wait, so if they wait, they win. What happens in San Francisco? Is it Market Street? Like how popular? They already is it? Like, they already announced it's Market Street. Um, and is it I think Tuesday is it Wednesday? You like, can't. Is you can't do. It? Is it going to be fun? Oh, I have no clue how long it'll take. Like, first off, if I'm the Niners and I win the Super Bowl in Miami, I'm like, no parade till Thursday. I'm staying here for a couple days, right? <laughs> Personally, but um, actually, this is an interesting question, Andy. You're born and raised in the city. You have to agree with me on this one. The Niners winning gets the locals more excited than the Giants or the Warriors. Uh, hundred percent, hundred percent. That that one's. I I, uh, I was referencing kind of my dad um, on the the last podcast that we did, and about how like oh he likes basketball and all that, but the guy loved football, right? There's nothing for kind of locals in San Francisco that matter, and I think that's a football thing too though i don't think it's kind well, of it's like more a popular yeah it's just it's yeah. just everybody is sitting there like we're watching the nfc championship game last week and it's like anybody like you've got people that don't watch football watching it and you'll never see that in basketball or baseball um though i i, I haven't been a part of kind of joe montana or steve young winning a championship so i kind of don't know what the emotions are going to be i'm not even be in the city <laughs> supposed to be on vacation um but it'll be interesting. Yeah, you're gonna be in jail with Daryl Moore. <laughs> I might be dying. I might be dying of a virus. Um, but it'll be interesting to see because um, the Giants World Series they won the first one. And it was, the parties are always more fun that night. Um, not really the parade. I've been to yeah. all three parades, but kind of like the first time the Giants won the World Series, it was incredible. Um, I was like right next to a bus that was set on fire. I'm not really sure why that happened, but it was cool. Um, but you don't see that. Uh, uh, and also, like the second or third times you win a championship, it's just not the same. <laughs> like, just that's just the truth. Same with the Warriors. Same with the the Giants. Yeah. Like the second or third you time, get a it's little, just not you get a little entitled. You're like, eh, I don't. Yeah, I'll just it's drink, just true. Yeah, I'll just pour a nice drink at my house. Um, I will say this. <laughs> or you get old. So I'm on um, construction sites on a regular basis, and the number one thing you hear on construction sites is, first off. Contrary to popular belief, the Niners do have working class fans. Um, Sorry, New York Times. Secondary is all they want to talk about is the Niners. Like literally the number one debate I hear on sites is, uh, is Jimmy going to be as good as Steve Young or Joe Montana? That's like a very common thing. And I'm like, I don't know why you guys are worried about this. They're a stacked team. But that's just kind of the way the fan base is. I think if they win, it'll be much rowdier than it was when the Giants won in 2010 or when the Warriors won in 15 uh, because more people care about football. And I don't really think people understand how multi-generational the uh, 49ers success in this area is. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just like that iconic franchise coming, you know, growing up on the East coast and just looking at them. It was just like, wow. Like there's a mystique about them, like even nationwide. Um, other numbers like who who's the country rooting for like it, it feels kind of split oh Mahomes though right you would think it's got to be Mahomes kids kids love Mahomes and to be honest if I was a kid in a neutral city like let's say I was living in Denver or um, Chicago or some somewhere not affiliated I'd just think Mahomes is the coolest right he he's like he's Steph he's like, like yeah, exactly. that type of excitement like exciting to watch that I think if I were not a Niners fan I'd probably be rooting for Mahomes I think that's kind of and it's like the story's cool too, right? Andy Reid's never won a championship, even though he's been like a really good coach for two decades. 
The Walrus. Um, <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, well, I remember watching that Eagles uh, game where like Terrell Owens was playing. Did he have like a broken foot? Broken foot, I don't, yeah. Broken foot or something, and he was just a monster. You watch that and you're like, Donovan McNabb was apparently like thrown up. He was like, oh, did we we lost KJ? No, we didn't. Um, oh, we didn't. Um, but like he was thrown up and all that stuff. He just kind of feel bad. It'd be kind of cool if they won. I was telling my friends too. I was like, oh, we did. If the cheap. Sorry. Yeah, we did, right? I was going to say, though, if if the Chiefs won, I kind of wouldn't be – I'd be sad, but it'd be kind of cool. Like, if they had lost to the Patriots, I would have been like, well, fuck that. You know? Like, that that would have been worse. Because I'm, I'm – because my my kind of overall thoughts about this series is the night – it feels like the beginning. It's not even a series. Niners. It's one game. That's the Sorry, thing. I'm if it was a series, mind. I think the, ni- the Niners yeah. would win because they're the more complete team. That's a funny thing. Like, if this was basketball, we'd be saying – because you know, the better team always war- wins. Warrior, or sorry, Niners in six or seven. Um, you know, like Mahomes will give them a couple wins, but they wouldn't win the series. But it, since it's single elimination, he doesn't need to. We don't need to worry about the layers of the teams. Yeah, the NBA should do that. They should make the NBA uh, all playoff series best of three. Um, but to me, when I what I what I was trying to get my point at before I fucked up is, it feels like the for the Niners this is the beginning of something. It doesn't feel like. It's the end, or it's the middle, or maybe it's the middle. But it feels like with with the Harbaugh Niners, it kind of felt like they were in the middle of something. It didn't feel like the end, right? Their core, was, like, their core was older. Like Willis mm-hmm. was thirty, Frank Gore was. We all thought Frank Gore was about to retire, but then he played for eight more years. <laughs> but but like but but you watch this team, and it feels like I I watch those Harbaugh Niners, and it's like I was like infuriated half the time where it's like why are you running this player why is there a penalty like that kind of stuff with with Kyle Shanahan's Niners it it just feels like man like this is sustainable like all of this is sustainable uh Jimmy G can be their starting quarterback for five years ten years and it just feels like like the Niners lost so many offensive players and it just doesn't matter um and then on defense like I feel like they'll always figure out like you know as long as it's good they'll be a playoff team right so it just it feels like they've got a lot of good years ahead of them so but it might, it might be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, it's sports, but it really feels right. Um, my phone died, guys. <laughs> Glad to be back. Wow. We've been yapping so much, I didn't even pay attention. Um, <laughs> I would say, like, I've said this before, too. Like, I wouldn't have even started Blue Wire without Kyle being in control of the 49ers. I truly believe that he was going to turn them around. It was worth me podcasting about this team because he was going to be not only an interesting coach, but a winning coach. Um, he's He's driven to win. And it's not just him. It's Kittle in the building. There's They have the right mix of characters. John Lynch is the perfect uh, steward of the organization. He's He steps out of the way. This is Kyle's team, but like Kyle doesn't act like his, his team in that way. And it's just like the perfect dynamic. Jed York is backed away. They're all... 39 40 years old john lynch is a little older but they just they became wise guys after you know a bunch of experience in their 30s kyle burnouts with the redskins and browns and kind of reinventing himself with matt ryan getting him an mvp it's the results are everywhere you you think about every playoff game kyle's been in he's like it's been crazy with the redskins and rg3 he got a 14 nothing on the seahawks who were an incredible team that year then RG3 tears his ACL. Yeah, of course he's not going to win that game. Uh, Atlanta, they crushed the Seahawks. They crushed the Packers. They get up 28-3. Obviously, he blew that one. But his two playoff games here, this dude, <laughs> he knows how to win if he gets in this position. So that's the exciting part is Andy's right. This is the beginning. All right, let's um, 
because that was going to be my question. How how long do you feel? It does feel like this is, it feels like Warriors 2015, where the end doesn't feel in sight. And we all know sports doesn't work like that, but this should be a team that competes for championships for a few years in a row now. So with that in tune, before we get out of here, let's get our, let's get our final predictions. Ooh. We'll start with, uh, start with, uh, KJ. I'm going Niners. I picked against them all year. Kind of like, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to win the division. I thought these games against the Vikings and Packers were going to be tough. And now like it's push come to shove and I'm, I'm yeah, I'm picking them. 37-34, Robbie Gold, game-winning field goal, 51-yarder. Oh, you're sick. Wins it. The city is not as crazy as other cities, but people are out. <laughs> it's crazy. It's fun. Uh, the parade is Thursday. You're going like to be in Miami, home. so you don't need to worry about what's going on here. You're oh, no, I'm not staying for the game. I'm not staying for the game. I'm coming back. Coming back Saturday, Ooh. just going for the – trying to make some power moves for Blue Wire. But I think Kyle gets it done. I think it's a very entertaining game, lives up to the hype, and this is the start of a, a window where they win three Super Bowls in the next six years. Woo! Woo! Um, I'll let you go last, Sam. I, I, uh, I, uh, go, I'm going with the Niners because I'm a homer. I think Jimmy G has a big game. Shocking. Um, I do think, though, like, I think I have a, my secondary prediction is I do think the Niners play the Chiefs again. Like, if not next year, then, like, another year. Because, like, to me, these two teams are so – I don't believe in, in Lamar Jackson and that offense. It's weird. Um, and it can be figured out. And I think just Mahomes is better. I think the Niners play the Chiefs again. Mahomes is um, better. But I, <laughs> he, he, he's, he might be the best. He's the best. I mean, maybe he's the best. Him or Russ. It's one of yeah. those two. Yeah. But it's, it's, he's the best. So I do think the Niners win, though. I just, uh, I, I think it's score. lower scoring. Score. I think it's lower. I do think it's like 30 to like 24. Like, I don't think it's as high scoring as, well, I guess that's still the over. But like, I, I do think it's, it's going to be a little bit more, a uh, little bit on the lighter side. Uh, but yeah, 30, 30, 24, something like that. I think they'll win. Jimmy G, Super Bowl MVP, by the way, four TD passes. Um, with the preface, I'm rooting for the Niners. I'm going to have to pick the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> I have to mix it up. I'm going 35-31 Mahomes late game-winning drive. Nothing wrong with Jimmy or Kyle. They just get the ball back with enough time, and Mahomes is brilliant. Isn't that the most likely one? Like Sam, isn't that like I feel like all three like, I feel like all three scenarios we said are very likely. We're we're all we're all pegging it as a last possession game. So 17-13 Niners actually. Yeah. Yeah, cool. let's if, if someone wants to really be different they go, you know, 12-3 <laughs> Chiefs defensive battle. No one gets <laughs> the ball moving. Yeah. Um all right, we're we're going to have to see KJ. Appreciate it. Um, good shit fellas when I'm wrong Andy's never going to let me live this pod down <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not we'll have KJ back we'll, we'll break it down too it'll be fun oh, yeah, <laughs> I we'll appreciate it that clip at the start of the podcast yeah we'll <laughs> live it down. whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.